millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. World Soccer Talk Radio here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. How you doing, baby? Nate Abarea is my name, your host of this fine, fine program. At least I think it's a fine, fine program. Let me know your thoughts on this show at Nate WST in the Twitter sphere. Get it all of us at World Soccer Talk and at Sports Byline USA for updates on the show. Thanks so much for subscribing to us on iTunes. Tune in, Stitcher, and checking out the website that started it all. WorldSoccerTalk.com. We are going to be joined by one Keith Hostigan, that's right, Super Keith making his return to World Soccer Talk Radio. Now, we all know Keith Costigan, the broadcaster, and his work for, for Fox Sports 1 during the Gold Cup and going all the way back to his days originally with Fox Soccer. Today, we're going to talk about Keith Costigan, the coach. That's right, Keith Costigan, a very quality soccer coach, and he's got quite the interesting relationship with one Yossi Zardes. In fact, he helped coach Yossi Zardes out at CSU Bakersfield as Zardes was coming up in the Bakersfield <laughs> college team back a few years ago and there's a whole lot of talk about Zardes transferring to Europe and the latest rumor today going to Reading in the English Championships. We're going to get Keith's thoughts on the Zardes situation and talk with Keith about how he got into coaching and how that all played out and where he hopes to take it because I tell you what there's no ceiling right now for Keith with all of this uh, coaching business. It is quite interesting so cannot wait to get that conversation going and help you get to know that side of the man we know as Keith Costigan. Before we head to our first break, a shout out to one of my favorite American soccer players of all time. A special NorCal connection with this one. Chris Wondolowski last night in a 5-0 thumping of Sporting KC. Oh yeah, we all saw that coming. Earthquakes 5 KC nil in Kansas last night. Would you believe it? Wondolowski scored his 100th goal for San Jose, scored a brace last night, also became the first player in Major League Soccer history to score, double, have a double-digit goal total in six straight seasons. Another CSU alum, Cal State Chico, that's right, Chico State, baby, the Wildcats, that's where Chris Wondolowski came from, and I know you guys all remember the Miss and the Belgium match, that's not how I'm going to remember Chris Wondolowski, and I remember him as one of the hardest workers, and one of the people who has truly earned everything that he has gotten in his soccer career, cheers to you Wando, we love you, you are my Wando, my only Wando, back with Keith Costigan after this, cheers. 
the world's best matches. Live, wherever you are, with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. Are you sick and tired of cable and satellite prices going up and up and up? If you're a sports fan like me, one of the main reasons you're keeping your TV subscription is to watch ESPN. But did you know that you can cut the cord, cancel your TV subscription, and watch ESPN live and legally on your computer, tablet, Roku, or phone and save a ton of money? With a subscription to Sling TV, you can watch all the ESPN, ESPN2, TNT, TBS, and AMC that you want. Plus, you also get the SEC Network, ESPN Bases Loaded, ESPN Buzzer Beater, Univision, and much more. From Sports Center to Hoops, Sling TV has got the best in live sports action and commentary. And today you can get a free seven-day trial to Sling TV just by going to SlingMyTV.com. Again, to get a seven-day free trial to Sling TV, go to SlingMyTV.com today. That's SlingMyTV.com. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Football season is back, and this time around, it's all about you, the fan. Thanks to Rabble.tv, now you can call the action for your favorite college and pro teams for free. It's your team, so why not give fans your call? Just mute your TV and provide your own play-by-play or armchair commentary. With Rabble.tv, you can create and enjoy sports broadcasts created by fans on your desktop, through your iOS or Android app, or through your mobile browser. We want to hear you watch the game. So blitz the booth this football season and go to Rabble.tv to schedule a broadcast. Broadcast today. World Soccer Talk Radio back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. My name is Nate Abarea. It is a pleasure to welcome back to the show Mr. Keith Costigan. How you doing, sir? Thanks for coming on. I'm good, mate. Thank you for having me on. I always love that. Uh, I always love chatting with you. And uh, it's uh, obviously a fun time of the year with the transfer window, so I'm sure we'll have some, some talk about that. Oh, indeed. And uh, by the way, I haven't talked to you since the Gold Cup. Uh, great stuff with you and uh, and Janusz Mihalik uh, during the Gold Cup on Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2 for those Gold Cup matches. And uh, right now, Janusz has been on the show twice, and this is now your second appearance. So it's uh, Keith 2, Janusz 2. We'll see who, uh, who gets the third goal and uh, who gets on for their uh, third appearance first. So, uh, hey, Keith, uh, we, we, we talked all about Liverpool the last time you were on the show. 
and we talked all about the, the European club situation. What I want to talk with you now about is Keith Costigan, the soccer coach, something that I'm not sure a lot of people actually really know about, and uh, specifically your relationship uh, with Giasi Zardes that came about uh, through your time uh, at CSU Bakersfield. I also had a great conversation this morning uh, with our favorite Paul Koncheski lookalike, a man by the name of Nick Webster, uh, who shared some very, very interesting information with me. And uh, I wanted to know, Keith, can you tell us kind of how you got your start in, in soccer coaching? Well, yeah, I, I mean, coaching is something I've always been passionate about. Look, I, I love I love talking about the game. I love I love broadcasting. But at the end of the day, broadcasting is uh, is about opinions. Somebody likes you, somebody doesn't. There's no actual proof as to who the best broadcaster is and who isn't, right? Um, but when when you coach, you're trying to build something, and you know, at the end of the day, you'll know how good your philosophy is based on your results. If you're getting results. You're doing things the correct way. If you're not, you can say, well, I'm not a very good coach. That's, that's why I was enticed to be involved. Um, you know, after I played in, in Portland, I was, I was down in L.A., and, you know, I, Nick Webster, who you spoke to, uh, gave me the opportunity to work with his, uh, with his high school team. Um, and then I went on to work with my old college at CSU Bakersfield, now I'm with UC Irvine. So it, it, it's been a good progression, but throughout, the, throughout that progress, of, you know, I've gone and got my USSFA license. I've got my UEFA A license. So it's not something that I just do as a pass. I'm, I'm very, very serious about it, and, and it's where I want to be. I want to coach. Um, I want to coach at the highest level, and, and to do that, I think you have to put a lot of work in. So, um, you know, it's been a process so far, and, and I still enjoy doing it very much. Well, Keith, looking at things practically and, and looking at feasibility, and my God, you talk about the, the licenses and the, and the credentials you've already attained and the experience you already have. Where do you, you hope to take this? I know you say you want to coach at the highest level, but I mean, what are, what are the next steps uh, for you as a soccer coach? You know, well, I've already worked with uh, an MLS. Can we still call Chivas USA an MLS club now that they're no longer with us? But, you know, I, I don't know. But, uh, but I, I have worked with Chivas USA, and, you know, I've worked with a lot of great young players. And, you know, I want to I be with an MLS club. Um, you know, I've had conversations. Obviously, look, I'm in a great situation in Los Angeles. Um, so it would have to be a, a good situation for me to want to leave here. But, you know, the goal is to, to coach within an MLS structure and, uh, and when I say the top level, that means all the way up. You know, it, it's, I went out and got those coaching badges and licenses, and, you know, I study a lot. I go visit a lot of academy teams throughout the world. So, you know, it's a process. I, I'm doing, you know, I've had a good college uh, resume so far. Uh, I want that to continue, but I'm, I am certainly looking at trying to make that next step, and I do want to coach an MLS. Keith, tell us about your time uh, in, in Bakersfield with the Roadrunners of, of CSU Bakersfield. Take us back a little bit and describe those times. Oh, it, it was fun. You know, Simon Tovin is, uh, is a coach that I played for. Love Simon to death. I mean, he, he's just one of those people that loves players. You know, um, the college system is difficult. You have to balance both. But what Simon's great at doing is, is bringing in players. And so some of these kids, they all want to play pro. But he also gets them the opportunity to get an education. Uh, and at the end of it, they do have something to fall back on. But, you know, he brought me in and, you know, allowed me to be very, you know, hands-on with the coaching side of things and the recruiting side of things. And uh, it was just an incredible learning experience. Um, I, you know, I, at first, he couldn't pay me. Um, you know, but I'm fortunate enough to have, a, you know, another job where, you know, me coaching wasn't always about money or it isn't always going to be about money. 
So I said, look, I don't mind. I'll, I'll come back and forth from L.A. and do it. And, and it was just an incredible learning experience for me. And, uh, you know, we had some very good success, and we brought in some very good players too. So I think it was a win-win for the, the school and for me as well. And what's your connection like uh, with Bakersfield? I mean, this more in in the footballing heart of of Keith Costigan for a man where you you played at this school and now going back and and really getting some quality teeth cutting as a coach at this school. I mean, what, what's your your connection overall? How do you feel when you hear about the the CSU Bakersfield Roadrunners? What does it mean to you? Well, now now I work at UC Irvine, so it doesn't mean as much to me. <laughs> um, look, I, I, I really feel like my connection there was with Simon and, you know, having played there. And uh, it, Look, times move on. There's a different staff there. There's, uh, you know, some of the players I brought there are still there, um, so I wish them well. But, you know, my focus now is, uh, is on my team, UC Irvine, my players. Um, but, look, I'll, I'll always look back on that time uh, fondly because it's like, you know how they say your first love. I think that was the first time it was my first team that I felt like I was, playing a part in building a team uh, and seeing what the final process would be. We, I mean, we went, the year before I came in, uh, we won four games. Uh, my first year, we won eight and lost six. Second year, we won 11. And the third year, we won 12 and only lost four games and went to the national tournament. So um, it, was, it was pretty cool to see that turnaround and be a part of that and, you know, to, for Simon Tobin to allow me to be a part of that. So, you know, I'm always going to look back on that fondly. But now, I, I'm not going to say I, I cheer for them when they win. Um, because my focus is with Irvine. Because <laughs> you, you might get in trouble for saying something like that. Well, uh, how did how did the transition uh, come about for you? I mean, it's all it's all Southern California based, and that's got to be something that's just such a a blessing, as you've already said. You know, to be able to continue your media work with Fox and be so entrenched in the LA soccer scene, and to be able to do all this coaching stuff at the same time. How did the transition to Irvine come about and teaming up with uh, with Chris Volk and and Mike Ditta and the rest of the people over there uh, for the Ant Eaters? At UC Irvine, Keith. <laughs> well, you know, I'm lucky. I'm lucky enough in the sense that uh, my wages at Bakersfield at first was a grand zero. So when I said, "Can you be flexible with my schedule?" they said, "Yes." Uh, they didn't have any money; they could dock me, right? So it, it was uh, it was a win-win <laughs> situation for for both of us. Uh, with Irvine, uh, ironically, Chris Volk is is a very big friend of uh, you know a friend of mine, Eric Winalda, who I'm sure you know very well. And, uh, you know, I helped Eric build a Cal FC team as well, sent him some players. And um, I said to Eric, look, I want to work with Irvine. I, I think it's a great program. I said, can you talk to Chris? Because Chris is a – I didn't know Chris very well, and he, he's not easy to read. You know, when, when you talk to someone and you're like, I don't know if that guy likes me or not. And, you know, Eric spoke to him, and, you know, a couple of weeks later I got an offer. And since then, you know, Chris and Mike are great guys to work with as well. And it, it, it's just fun. It, it, it's fun to be down here. It's a little bit closer than Bakersfield, so that's definitely a bonus. And I do think it's it's a bigger program in the sense of a little bit easier to uh, to recruit players to Newport Beach, Irvine, adjacent than it is to recruit to Bakersfield. So it, it's made my job a little bit easier too. Yeah, Nate Abarea here with Keith Costigan. We're talking about Keith's soccer coaching career that is uh, really kicking in to full gear right now, and uh, who knows where it can be taken to. And we talked a little bit about CSU Bakersfield there, and on the other side of this break, we're going to talk about one player in particular that Keith was around quite a bit 
in his time out there in Bakersfield. It was a man by the name of Gyasi Zardes. And for all of you on the pulse of all this transfer news and transfer rumors with American players, big news coming out today that Reading, the English championship side, who have a great connection with American players over the last decade, whether it's Williams, whether it's Bobby Convey and a few others, Marcus Hanneman uh, going back uh, a few years. Great connection with American players. Reading rumored to be coming in for a swoop for Gyasi Zardes. Also heard rumors of Zardes leaving the LA Galaxy to head to Belgium and head to Holland and a number of other European clubs rumored to be after the young American star. I'm going to talk with Keith on the other side of the break about what it was like seeing the young, raw Gyasi Zardes and, and when he knew that there was something special with this young man and if Keith uh, would want to see him go to Europe. We're back after this on the other side of this break. It's World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Nate Abarea and Keith Costigan here with you. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Are you sick and tired of cable and satellite prices going up and up and up? If you're a sports fan like me, one of the main reasons you're keeping your TV subscription is to watch ESPN. But did you know that you can cut the cord, cancel your TV subscription, and watch ESPN live and legally on your computer, tablet, Roku, or phone and save a ton of money? With a subscription to Sling TV, you can watch all the ESPN, ESPN2, TNT, TBS, and AMC that you want. Plus, you also get the SEC Network, ESPN Bases Loaded, ESPN Buzzer Beater, Univision, and much more. From Sports Center to Hoops, Sling TV has got the best in live sports action and commentary. And today, you can get a free seven-day trial to Sling TV just by going to slingmytv.com. Again, to get a seven-day free trial to Sling TV, go to slingmytv.com today. That's slingmytv.com. See the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to Go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at soccerondish.com. 
Rebel.com. Football season is back, and this time around, it's all about you, the fan. Thanks to Rebel.tv, now you can call the action for your favorite college and pro teams for free. It's your team, so why not give your fans your call? Just mute your TV and provide your own play-by-play or armchair commentary. Or listen to other fans like you who love your team as much as you do. With Rebel.tv, you can create and enjoy sports broadcasts created by fans on your desktop, through your iOS, Android app, or through your mobile browser. So blitz the booth this football season and go to Rebel.tv to schedule a broadcast today. And Keith Costigan back here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio. Keith, let's take a, another trip back uh, to Bakersfield. I know we, we just we just keep going back uh, to Bakersfield. It's just glorious, glorious. We can't get enough of it. But I want to talk with you about Yossi Zardes, uh, a man who you were around as, as a young, raw college talent. When did you know that there was something special on Yossi Zardes? And tell us a little bit about uh, your firsthand knowledge and your firsthand experiences uh, with him as a college player. Uh, it, for me, it started. It was at the LA Galaxy. I was out helping with the LA Galaxy Academy at the time, uh, kind of mulling over, you know, becoming a college coach. And you know, when I spoke with Simon, I said, "Look, I want to come on board." And I said, "And by the way, I have a kid that I want to bring here. He'll be the best player that will ever play at Bakersfield." Um, so Simon brought me on, and he said, "All right, he's that good. Get him here." And, and it was Jassy that, you know, first of all, you have to talk about Jassy as a person because Jassy's a great player. But he's, he's an incredible person. He's, he's so humble. Uh, you know, he wants to learn. He, 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 I never heard Jesse once talk about the money or here's what I want. He always just wants to play, and he wants to be better at the game. You know, he was never worried about the fancy things or anything like that. So he just has a tremendous attitude. Um, he actually had to sit his first year in college, which is a difficult situation for a lot of players. But he was out every day working hard when – when other players were out partying on a Saturday night, some, you know, hung over on Sunday morning, he was, he was working hard. So you just knew from his work ethic that he was, he was going to be an incredible player. But, I, I mean, to, to get back to when did I first know, I saw him in one session for the Galaxy U18s, and uh, it, it was just a snippet. It was like a, a little 66, and he absolutely took over the game. He was, he was sensational. Um, and they played him in a couple of different positions that year. And I talked to him, and I said, if you come to Bakersfield, you'll play forward every game, and I guarantee you'll leave as the best player out of college. And, and he'll tell you that, too. And he was like, all right, I, you know, I'm ready to work. And, you know, from that day forward, we worked hard. And, well, he worked hard. I, I did the shouting. He did the working. And, uh, and, and he's become, <laughs> you know, for me, a very talented player. What did he score, like 33 goals his senior year at Bakersfield? He scored, so his first year, and it was almost mirrored how he came into MLS. He got, you know, he got five goals and nine assists, I think, his first year, where he was kind of feeling himself into the college game. And then the next, the next 35 games, he got 35 goals. Um, and it was just, not only goals, if you look, and I know the videos are there somewhere, if you type in Jassy College Goals or whatever on Google, he scored some spectacular goals as well. And, you know, every coach, you know, the opposition would come up and, and I ask about him. I remember uh, an MLS coach standing on the sideline of a game with uh, an umbrella. It was teeming down rain, and Jassy scored four goals in this game, and he called me over when I was walking off. He went, Keith, come here. He said, that guy isn't really a homegrown player for the Galaxy, is he? And I said, yeah, he is. And you could tell he was like, oh, no, the Galaxy going to get another great player. So it was uh, he started to create a name for himself over those last two years. Could have left 
after his sophomore year. Um, but that, that's the kid. He wasn't going to jump at the money. He decided he wanted one more year and uh, he, to get closer to his degree. And I think he made the right decision there. And, and since then, look, his development has continued at the Galaxy because they've done a great job with him. And, you know, I talked to Robbie Keane a bit about him, and, and, and he loves his attitude too. So he's in a great situation. But, you know, I, I guess I, I was just lucky enough to be the one that Chassie chose to go with. And, you know, it was a pleasure to work with him every day. Well, Keith, we're talking about Jossie Zardes right now, and, and I want to continue the, the Zardes conversation here in a moment, but I want to talk with you now about college soccer's influence with the U.S. men's national team. We had Jimmy Conrad on the show yesterday, someone who won a national championship at UCLA. We had Jay Demerit on the show who played college soccer, and then we know his pathway after that. But you also go back in time to really the, the upstart of the U.S. national team, the revival of the U.S. men's national team back in the, the late 80s and the early 90s, and so much of that team was college soccer players. And we bring it right back to 2015, and we look at what Jordan Morris did against Mexico with this bizarre once-in-a-lifetime chance he was given. I opened the show by talking about Chris Wondolowski, who played Division II CCAA soccer at Chico State back in the in the early 2000s. You're a guy who played college soccer, and there's this attitude sometimes that the college game is... No, no, there, there's nothing that the college game is going to give the U.S. men's national team. And I think it's so naive when I hear people say that, because I, mean, I just listed a handful of guys right there, and we we could list hundreds of others who who came through college systems, then ended up doing great work for for the U.S. men's national team. How would you explain the relationship right now between college soccer and the U.S. men's national team? And and is it something where you'd like to see more players play college soccer? You know, that's it's a it's a really interesting question and. I have conversations. I hate when anybody just blankets a, a, a situation. And what I mean by that is when somebody says, college soccer cannot develop players because that is untrue and that's being proven. And the idea that, well, the academy system and the pro system, if you're in that, you're going to develop and play. Well, that is also not completely true because you look at the numbers that are released every year from top programs, uh, you know, top teams in England, top teams. In, only one or two players make it per, you know, academy group. So for me, I think the college system is flawed, for sure. There's not enough time with your players. It's not hands-on every day with your players. That's a flaw. But I happen to know several college situations that have a professional atmosphere. And by that, I mean the practices are intense. They're at a high level. The coaching level is high. And I think in those kind of situations, players can flourish. Now, there is a lot of college systems situations that I know of that don't promote those kind of systems. There, there are college coaches who've been in college a long time. They go through the old way of doing things. Um, the players aren't becoming technically more aware. And, and I think because of that, they might fall behind. But there certainly is environments in college where players are getting better. Um, and, and there's no doubt about that. Jordan Morris is one example. Um, Jassy is an example. Jassy left the LA Galaxy as a, as a 17, 18-year-old without a contract, and he signed a contract at 21. So some development must have happened between that time, right? And because he was in college, it must have happened at college. So I, I don't buy the idea that you can't develop in college, uh, but I do think overall, look, I'm involved in I do think the college system is flawed as well. 
Well, we're going to talk uh, in, in the next segment quite a bit about the, the concept of people painting with such broad brushes and painting these broad strokes and these blanket statements as it relates to American, young American players and, and the right routes uh, for young American players, the whole argument of MLS or European leagues. And my, my thing of, well, there's actually a lot more options than just MLS and European leagues and, and the likes of Jordan Morris and, and Jossie Zardes are showing that. Now, we've got four minutes before we got to head to our next break and with the rumors that are coming out today uh involving zardes and, and this is the latest one and seemingly the strongest one uh coming out from from reading uh in in the english championship as we said a team that a club that has a great bond with with american players going back uh, over a decade uh with with reading do you think that that would be a good move uh, for Jossie Zardes? And, and do you want him to go to Europe as a whole? Is, is it important for him to, to take his talents abroad for you? For you. Well, um, you know, first of all, Jossie's, Jossie's trained abroad before. He, you know, he went to Liverpool. Um, he spent some time at Liverpool. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, he Before he signed for the Galaxy, he had a couple of German clubs, uh, Freiburg being one of them who were very interested in him and, uh, you know, offered deals. Um, at that time, it, it was in Jassy's best interest to stay. Um, but I think, look, MLS is, is at a point now where players don't have to jump the minute an offer comes from Europe. Uh, look at the team Jassy's playing with right now. He's playing alongside Steven Gerrard, Giovanni De Santos, uh, Robbie Keane, uh, Leggett, who's come back and played very well, Janino. He's playing in an excellent LA Galaxy team. He's playing in his home city. Uh, you know, he's got a young family. So Jesse's very happy. I, I, I know that. You know, we, we talk quite a bit. Um, but, I, you know, I think anytime these offers come up, uh, I, I think you have to listen and you have to see, you know, financially, uh, you know, what would be best for you and your family, whether that be stay here and, and, and get a new deal or, or move on. I don't know what that case is going to be. But, look, I, you know, I think any player that, you know, generate interest from Europe, uh, should feel, you know, very, uh, very happy that, that there is clubs out there watching. Um, but again, I don't think he has to jump at the first offer. Uh, and I think an offer that suits the Galaxy and suits him as a player, then maybe they'll sit down and have that conversation. But until then, I know for a fact he's, he's very happy playing at the LA Galaxy. Well, Keith, that's a really important point uh, that you bring up, and, and the growth this league has allowed for players to, to exactly to not have to just jump. Oh, I, I got an offer, I have to take it. No, they can ra- they can wait for the right offer, wait for the good quality offer that that factors in all the things you bring up, family, just self esteem, psychological aspects of everything. So specifically in regards to Reading, and I don't know how much of this you've you've heard about or read about over the last few days, but Reading is really. It, intent on on getting uh, Zardes, and it seems that they're trying to jump in and, and get him before the August transfer window's over. Uh, do you do you see that as a good fit? And we've actually got under 60 seconds uh, before we got to head to a break here. Do you see a, a Reading FC being a good fit for him? Well, I was the one, I was the one that broke the interest from Reading, so I've definitely seen it. <laughs> but, uh, look, I, I think Reading are a very good club. Uh, they're a club that have a relationship with other American players. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it would be a good breathing ground for, for any young player to continue their development. But, again, it goes back to a, a situation here. Uh, the LA Galaxy is and has been an incredible place for Jesse's development. So 
I think he's in a win-win situation. He's going to get offers, and um, but he's also in a great position right now. So he doesn't have to pull the trigger. He doesn't have to get nervous about, I have to take this offer or, or move on. You know, he, he has good options either way. And, and whatever he decides, I think he's going to be very successful in the future. If that was the most on-the-fence answer you've ever got, I don't know what is. <laughs> Nate Avaria and Keith Costigan back with you after this on World Soccer Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Talking about that pay-to-play system in U.S. soccer on the other side of this break. This should be fun. Stay tuned. The two for five dollar deal at Burger King just got hotter. That's right, we just spiced it up with the new extra long jalapeno cheeseburger. Feel the flame with two all beef patties side by side, stacked with fiery jalapenos. They're like little green firecrackers exploding in your mouth. Oh yeah, did we mention you can get two sandwiches at Burger King for just five bucks? But if that's too much fire for one mouth, you can mix and match with a big king, big fish, or original chicken sandwich. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price participation may vary. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. No student's ever been king of the classroom on day one. But with the right gear from Office Depot Office Max, like a new Jamsport backpack, a Dell 2-in-1 laptop, and stellar notebooks, your kid will be walking with varsity-level swagger. That's that new gear feeling. Shop with our experts to get great savings on a wide selection of school gear. And right now, Office Depot brand notebooks just one cent each. Office Depot Office Max. Gear up for school. Gear up for great. Limit three in-store only while supplies last ends 822. The blistering sun of summer can wreak havoc on your wood deck, so now is the perfect time of the year to shield your deck against those harmful UV rays. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned, and we'll talk about protecting your deck right after this. Mold on your siding, moss on your roof, mildew on your deck. The easiest way to get rid of it all is with Wet and Forget Outdoor. There's no scrubbing, no rinsing, and no pressure washing. Just spray and leave. Wet and Forget Outdoor is bleach-free and safe for virtually any outdoor surface. Siding, roofing, concrete, stone, stucco, even fabric. Just spray and you're done with Wet and Forget Outdoor. Get Wet and Forget Outdoor at the Home Depot or visit wetandforget.com for a store near you. Before you can protect your deck, you'll need to clean it so that the stain or sealer will have a better chance to soak into the wood. A commercial deck cleaner or a deck brightener will prepare the wood without damaging the fibers like bleach will. Scrub the cleaner into the deck with a stiff nylon brush, then rinse clean. After the deck has dried for at least 24 hours, you can then apply sealer or stain for super penetration and transparent iron oxides to block the sun's rays. Use a pump-up garden sprayer or a roller to apply it and then back brush the area before moving on. The process forces the sealant down into the pores of the wood to give you maximum protection from the effects of the sun. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. Football season is back, and this time around, it's all about you, the fan. Thanks to Rebel.tv, now you can call the action for your favorite college and pro teams for free. It's your team, so why not give your fans your call? Just mute your TV and provide your own play-by-play or armchair commentary. Or listen to other fans like you who love your team as much as you do. With Rebel.tv, you can create and enjoy sports broadcasts created by fans on your desktop, through your iOS, Android app, or through your mobile browser. So blitz the booth this football season and go to Rebel.tv to schedule a broadcast today.
Nate Abarea back here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Tweet us at World Soccer Talk and get at me with the love mail and the hate mail that all of you love to send me at Nate WST. Keith Costigan is with us here in this edition of the show. Keith, it's now time to get into a topic that definitely ruffles quite a few feathers around the U.S. soccer circles and also is a very he creates a lot of heated debates around the U.S. coaching uh, circles, which you are quite a, a big part of and, and firmly entrenched uh, within. And that is the quote unquote pay to play system in this country. How big of a hindrance is the pay-to-play system for U.S. soccer and specifically for the advancement of our national team? It's, it's an absolutely awful system, first of all. Um, the idea that you have to pay to play suggests that you have to have the money to be involved. And you're already excluding several of the top players. Then what you have is, Teams uh, being built upon, well, that kid can uh, pay money, uh, bring him on board, and, and you have a mix of, you ever watch these teams, they have a mix of five or six kids who are funding it, and then you have five or six kids who are way better and should be playing at a higher level but are mixed in with kids that aren't at their level. This is where the academy system is so good. Uh, and, you know, the LA Galaxy Academy being an example and, and other academy structures around the country, allowing these players to come in, it's all based on one thing, ability. If you're good enough, you're brought in, they take care of you, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna reap the rewards of that in years to come. Finally, we're getting all of the good players together, and that is really important because the idea that you have to pay to play is absolutely ridiculous to me. I grew up in, in Ireland where um, what is called football there obviously is the cheapest sport in the world to play. You, you don't pay anything. They provide you with your jerseys. They pull them out of a, a, you know, a black bag every Sunday. You put them on. You play your game, you have your couple of sessions during the week, um, but I certainly never pay for any of my coaching. And, you know, I, the idea that you have to be able to pay for it, it it's an absolute farce to me. Keith, when did it become this, this – when did this pay-to-play system really begin? And I, I hate using the word flourish because it, it's doing anything but, but become the norm, I think is really the right way to put it. When did it become the norm? Because you look over history books in, in this country and, and with, with soccer in America, I mean, there, there's a fascinating soccer history in this country of, of the immigrant roots. And I'm talking even going back to, to the original World Cup in Uruguay in 1930 and, and the team in 1950 – that beat England really made up of, of lower middle class and, and poor immigrant populations and, and true grassroots soccer and embracing every level of, of finance within, within people's lives and, and letting it be about skill. When did it go the wrong way? Because it, it, for me, growing up and being around coaching circles, it, it kills me when people label it, and rightfully so, and I label it sometimes, soccer at a youth level in this country becoming a sport of the upper middle and upper class. When, when did it take the wrong turn for you? Well, when people saw it as a business opportunity. You mentioned, you know, some of the, some of the old leagues. Those leagues are still there, and I, I know you know this too. And, you know, you go to South Central Los Angeles. Uh, you go to Lenox, uh, Mexican leagues on the weekend. They are so fun to watch. Uh, you know, these kids out there, they ain't paying a penny. They're, they're out and some of the best young players you'll see in, in the Los Angeles area. People saw it as a business opportunity. These clubs jumped up and said, you know, these upper-middle-class people are prepared to pay 
will sell them on a vision that, you know, their, their kids are going to get better from being in this environment. And, look, some, some of these clubs are good, but 90% aren't. And 90% are run by directors who, who don't really have a philosophy. Their philosophy is, I'll cater to the people that are paying, because ultimately that's how I survive. And uh, it's not a situation that prospers. Think about it. You need people to pay to, to make it work. So you can't go out there and say, these are the players I want, because the next question is, can they all pay? No, he can. Well, then I want him. The, the, the system is incredibly flawed. And, uh, look, when I was in college, you know, I, I'd coach a little bit, you know, on the side and, and do all that. It, it's not a good setup. It's, it's not a good system. Um, if, if they want to say it's for recreation, that's fine. But don't sell it as an opportunity for players to, you know, move on and, and, and go pro because it's not. It's, it's, it's a pay-for-play system that will never develop true talent, in my opinion. How does it affect the national team? Let's talk a little bit more about that because, I mean, there's people who say things that, that get labeled as, oh, that's so outlandish, that's so ridiculous. But, I mean, I, I followed a really interesting uh, Twitter dialogue the other day where someone came out and said, the pay, if it wasn't for the pay-to-play system, uh, the U.S. men's national team could be doing so many more big things on the, on the World Cup stage, on the, on the international stage, and, and that the idea of the U.S. ever being in a, in a semifinal or even a final of a World Cup, that that's never going to happen uh, with, with the pay-to-play system in this country. Talk about the relationship between the, the system that you say is so flawed and our, our national team, my, my national squad that I love and, and root for so passionately. Well, look, I, I, I think you can have a pay-to-play system, but label it as what it is. It's a recreation system. Now, when players have shown themselves to be too good for that system, they need to move on to you know, the academy structure where, you know, more of the good players are coming together and you're challenging yourself. That, that, you know, that just makes sense in, in any walk of life. If you're taking school classes, if you're continually passing the same class, you move on. You take a harder class. It's exactly the same. If you've, if you've come through a recreation system uh, and you have the opportunity to go to an academy system, uh, be around better coaching, uh, you know, not even the coaching. For me, it's be around better players because I think players learn off each other. They challenge each other. I think it's important that we try to bring those players together. And I do think the academy system has tried to do that. I do think U.S. soccer has tried to do that. Um, there's always going to be flaws in certain systems as well. I think they have to be ironed out at the U.S. soccer youth level. But, you know, if we're going solely on pay-to-play, um, look, some good players have come through it, but would they have developed further in, in a better system? I have to say I, I do think so because I think the majority of the pay-to-play systems aren't really at a professional level that they need to be. Keith, you talk about these academies, and, and they compare, and when you take it back over to, to Ireland and, and to England and other parts of, of the UK, even up in Scotland, all over uh, the European continent, these academies are huge, and the way they're able to, to pick up youth players and bring them through these academy systems, and, and the model that, that the Galaxy uh, has set uh, here, here in the States, in Southern California. There's a lot of these academies starting to pop up around this country that stem from lower league sides and, and this revival of grassroots soccer uh, here in America. What's your take on that, and how, how close are you following uh, these situations? Because they really, really relate uh, to a lot of the points that you're making. And besides, whether it's a, a team in the, the NPSL or, or the NASL or even lower divisions and, and just these small towns and small smaller cities across 
across America where these almost academy-like systems are popping up. How are you? How close are you following this, and what do you make of all that? Well, you know, I, I've been involved in the academy structure. I, I think they're very good. Um, all of a sudden, kids that you know may have been lost to the South Central leagues in, in Lennox and never seen, you know, people are scouting them, and you know, this kid is so good, he needs to be at the LA Galaxy. Um, you know, I, I know kids from San Diego who played at a very high level. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, the next year they're, they're, they're playing in the LA Galaxy Academy system. What I do think they're allowing, because you bring all these good players together, because it's not paid to play, everybody has the same opportunities. There's no parent involvement. There's no, uh, you know, parents trying to, you know, uh, I pay, so can I have a little bit more say in how the team is run? You've seen these parents coaching the team. Absolutely ridiculous. I still have parents come up to me. You know, I know the game. I, look, my kids played since I was eight. I know the game. Chances are you haven't studied it. You, chances are you're coaching it incorrectly. Um, so we've gone away from that. And what it does, it means that the youth, uh, the youth national team level, they're more aware of the best players all over the country. So when you're more aware, you're more likely to find the best players and you're more likely to create top-level players. And I do think we're already seeing that throughout MLS. And I do think we're going to continue to see it. Because, look, the league is going to survive not on bringing over the big-name players like David Villa and Steven Gerrard. The league is going to survive on creating top-level talent from these neighborhoods. And, and we're starting to see it. And, you know, Galaxy, just because it's closed, do a very good job. Uh, you know, I know Vancouver Whitecaps is another one that I, you know, off the top of my head. But there's a lot of great academy structures now. And, and, and it's a win-win for MLS and U.S. soccer. Are you, as far as the, the, the grassroots revival uh, the, that I speak of within, within American soccer right now, and this, look, we, we've only got five minutes left or under five minutes left, so this is a conversation that could go on for hours, but people talking about the, the, the single entity structure of Major League Soccer and how that ties in uh, with all this and bringing in the, the promotion and relegation debate. Well, there's all these, these smaller academy models popping up all around the country, and again, all these lower division sides that are really exhibiting many of the positive behaviors that you're calling for uh, here right now. Is it something where, you know, promotion, relegation, or really maybe giving a little bit more credit and a little bit more spotlight to these grassroots uh, uh, systems and grassroots clubs could be a big step in advancing our U.S. men's national team? Or am I just asking the most pointless question because that's never going to happen? I want it to happen. I think promotion and relegation, I understand this idea, and I do. I'm not not, uh, fighting for their cause and saying, well, there shouldn't be relegation. I understand. If I have a team and they have no chance of ever leaving the top league, I'm probably saying, well, that's, you know, good. I never lose my investment. My investment never goes down. But I, I, I think if you add relegation, you add something that no other sport in this country has. And the excitement of that, you know, forget about the rates of the supporters' shield, which is, you know, farcical because it's all about the playoffs. Nobody cares who wins the regular season, apparently. But if you are going to finish in those bottom three teams and you're going to be replaced, can you imagine how, how good television that would be to watch these teams? And you know what? Not just watch them, but to punish the bad franchises that don't do a good job, that don't do a good job putting money in, that are just there to survive, that don't really care whether the team are challenging for trophies. They're just going to let them be replaced by the Sacramento Republics, who've done an incredible job getting fan support, putting money into the, into the potential stadium, getting everybody in that city behind them. 
why not allow them to come up? It's organic. And for me, it would make the soccer world even better in this country. And for me, it, it would just make incredible TV viewing. This is to hold on to your right to play in the top league in this country. No other sport has it here. We should do it, but in answer to your question, it's never going to happen. Well, it, it, it saddens me to think that it never could happen because, again, this ties back to our whole conversation about our, our youth systems in this country and what that would do for our advancement of our youth systems and for the advancement of young players in this country in, in the small towns and smaller markets and being able to, to be seen and have a voice. It would do wonders for our national team as a whole. And so well, we'll continue this conversation another time. Before we let you go, Keith, uh, let us know, tr seamlessly transitioning back into Keith Costigan, the soccer broadcaster. Uh, let us know what's next for you uh, here in the uh, in the next couple of weeks. Well, you know, I I'm excited. We just got through with, uh, I just covered some Champions League this week. Um, Lazio, Bar Leverkusen this weekend. I, I jumped into some Bundesliga and, you know, moving forward, I'll be on the Europa League. And then, uh, you know, we spoke about youth soccer. I'll be, I'll be working on that uh, U-17 World Cup as well. So, you know, always excited to cover the, the young players in this country and uh, a lot of work ahead of Fox. So many, many sleepless nights looking up the names of, you know, the Korean U-17 national team. <laughs> and, you will, and you will pronounce them flawlessly. Absolutely. Uh, Keith, uh, give me a prediction. Liverpool Arsenal on Monday before we let you go. Uh, prediction with the heart, 1-1. Uh, prediction with the head, 1-1. <laughs> well played, sir. Classy as ever. Keith Costigan, always a pleasure. You're welcome back anytime. And again, you're tied at two right now uh, with Janusz Mihalik. So we'll see who gets the, uh, who gets the third appearance uh, here on World Soccer Talk Radio and takes the lead between Keith and Janusz. Keith, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck. Uh, covering the U-17 tournaments, Bundesliga, all that good stuff. Champions League, Europa League over there at Fox doing a great job. And again, welcome back anytime, sir. Thanks, Dad. That was a pleasure. Have a good one. Again, that was Keith Acosta. Again, we're back after this on World Soccer Talk Radio, taking the express train home right here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Stay with us. Health insurance is on everybody's mind right now. You either don't have it or you have it and you think it's too expensive. And you probably feel like you don't have any options. We can help. We are the Health Markets Insurance Agency. We offer health insurance plans from major carriers nationwide and likely have a plan that can save you money. Whether you're self-employed, on a COBRA plan that's about to expire, or you simply don't have health insurance where you work and you need it, the Health Markets Insurance Agency can help you. Our agents will help you find coverage you can afford. Health Markets Insurance Agency is an authorized agency in all 50 states, including the District of Columbia. Plans may not be available in all states. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. Eight hundred six one four twelve forty two eight hundred six one four one two four two. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. 
So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Attention catheter users. Stop reusing dirty catheters. Catheters are now disposable. Recent changes in Medicare now allow patients up to 200 disposable catheters a month. All at little or no cost to you. We bill Medicare. Put an end to the mess and risk of infection by using old catheters. Just use a catheter once and throw it away. Eliminate trips to the pharmacy and insurance paperwork. Shipping is free. Receive a free catheter sample by calling and joining Medical Direct Club right now. Call 1-800-399-9018 to receive your free catheter sample discreetly delivered right to your door. That's 1-800-399-9018. 1-800-399-9018. Call 1-800-399-9018 today. Deductibles and copays apply. Free catheter samples require qualified membership. Sample will arrive with 90-day order. Talk Radio, back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Another tip of my cap to Keith Costigan for his time with us here in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. A very interesting conversation. The way we closed that thing, talking all about the pay-to-play system, the academy systems in this country and the academy systems abroad, and talking about even promotion and relegation in American soccer. Look, let's wrap it up by just saying this. Take back the game. Get it back in grassroots hands. Get it back in the hands that this game belongs in. Take it upon yourself as a soccer fan, a soccer player, a soccer coach, a broadcaster, a writer, whatever you may be. Get this game that we love so much back in the hands of grassroots enthusiasts and people that care about all levels of the game, regardless of financial status. This is a call to action right now on World Soccer Talk Radio. Take back American soccer. Let's go. Hey, you checking out Rabble.tv for Everton, Man City, Sunday, 7.45 a.m. Pacific Time, 10.45 a.m. Eastern Time. World Soccer Talk Zone, Chris Harris and Kardik Krishnire doing City and Everton on Rabble.tv. The concept is simple. Turn on the TV broadcast, mute the TV, head over to Rabble, be a part of that thing, join in on the message board, put your comments on, get in some good quality banter with Kardik and Chris. And if you haven't been a part of Kardik doing a Manchester City game, I'm telling you, it's theater in and of itself. Mr. Citizen Kardik Chris Nyer and the gaffer Chris Harris on Rabble.tv, our good friends at Rabble, bringing you City and Everton on Sunday. For the gaffer Chris Harris, for Keith Costigan, for the engineers back in SF, my name is Nate Abarea. Roberto Jonas, Robert Jonas with us tomorrow right here. World Soccer Dark Radio signing off. Bye for now.
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.